Hey Angels, it's Amy from the Freud's Angels podcast. And Vanessa. We're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it. And along the way, as Amy is on this journey, we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. Now let's get to it. Hello, angels. Welcome to episode four of this beautiful body reclamation series. What is episode four going to dive into? (laughs) We're going to dive into creating our safe environment for our process. Um, There's nothing more important than what we're feeding ourselves on a daily basis. Um, Screen time, the people around us, you know, um, and before, before we really dive into that, I think I have misspelled reclamation this whole time. No, I don't even notice. I was like, I, so I forgive me all of you grammar Nazis, um, about <laughs> the fact that I probably misspelled that word on three different graphics and in the comments and in the titles of the show and everywhere else this is. So I will be investigating and changing that if, if by chance I have done that wrong, because some, some app changed it. And I was like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> so, it might, I might be right. I mean, I usually catch those things, but yeah. So yeah, so I will investigate and figure it out and make changes going forward. So I apologize to all of you that are having, you know, like tips because of the, the misspelled words. We're sorry. Um, so yeah, what are we talking about as far as environment? Well, you know, in, in part, I think in hindsight, I wish I would have done this in the beginning of my journey, in the beginning of the process. Um, some of it can't be done in the beginning because I think it isn't until we're well on our way and that we have enough courage. Um, but the first part of what I want to tackle is our social media. Mm, we, okay. we feed ourselves whatever social media comes up. And now I know some of you love people, you love your friends, you love your family, but there are people that don't understand about body triggers. They don't understand the nuances about how to um, be equitable about talking about people's bodies and people who, you know, have ableism. And, you know, there's a lot of triggers that may happen based on who you follow. So on Facebook, know that you can unfollow, but still be friends with that person. So it's not that you're not being friends. It's just that you're seeing, you're not seeing their feed. There are people who are very political in my life that I've had to do that with. There are people that are also, um, that are not fully educated on how to be inclusive. There's not people, there's people in my life that are full, not, they, they're old school. I mean, like, you get people who are older than us, like say 50 and older, what are they always doing in their life? They're always looking to diet. They're always looking to lose weight because they're from that era 
the 60s, the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, where, you know, Dexatrim was a thing because it helped you lose weight. And like, um, you know, there was all these things. So they're still stuck in that mindset. So there are people that I don't, um, that I don't follow because of them being stuck in that mindset. They share diets, they share, you know, different ways of eating. They share this, they share that. Another thing to do, especially on Facebook is if you're getting ads based on anything related to diet apps, to diets, to exercise, I have reported all of them (laughs) to the point, because it's offensive to me, to be honest, to the point where they're no longer showing them in my feed. Yes. So if you're unlocked. (laughs) And so, so when, when you really think about it, if you're on a body journey and you've struggled with the whole diet industry, you've struggled with the whole diet exercise thing, set up your social media to be non-triggering, to be supportive. Um, I find my Instagram is far more supportive than my other is because I can, I don't follow my family on Instagram. I don't follow my friends that are on Facebook on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do follow a lot of people that are the anti-diet movement. Um, I don't follow people who are body positive because when you're body positive, I, I, I encourage, I'm glad that they're doing that. I'm glad, but there's something bigger that we need to tackle other than just love your body as it is. There's a bigger picture to that. Now, if you love, I have a few, I, I follow, but I don't follow the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I do follow a couple of people that suffer from lymphedema. I have a chronic illness. So I follow a lot of people who have, who are working towards acceptance around a chronic illness in their body. Um, so that's something that means something to me. So if you have that, I encourage you to look for that kind of stuff. Um, you'll find them, but be very selective on who you allow to be in your feed. That is the biggest step, I think. Um, yeah. And even if it means, you know, and I was thinking about this before, even if it means for a period of time, you even create a completely different like Instagram, you know, and just, and, and use that for, cause I, I mean, I've done it with my work one and my personal one kind of fell to the wayside and it was like an unintentional, but I realized how easy it actually was to do that, you know, to just create another one and be on it and not be on the other one, you know, like, and, and allow yourself so that you can have a, a, a true detachment from having to even go through because, you know, psychologically, there's effects of that, right? Like of, un- of feeling like you're un- unfollowing somebody. And if you're not ready to do it, just make a whole other one and yeah. only follow what feeds you in a good way and then go back, you know, like, so it's more, it's, there's so many different possibilities to doing it that it's, there's almost like no excuse <laughs> not to. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you, filter it you filtered it the way that it needs to be for you which yes. is you know the the underlying of this whole thing is like this is based on your journey but you, you know it's more of a guide of like something to think about for yourselves you know 
Um, what does make you feel inspired? What does make you feel triggered? Don't do the triggered thing. If, if the body positive people are triggered, then it's not helpful. And you, we not, we're not even going to judge it. We're just going to not do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you, <laughs> you are responsible for creating safety for your journey. And that's, I think what it comes down to is that sense of, I want, I'm, I'm committed to this journey, but I'm also committed to taking care of myself enough so that I'm going to make it a safe journey and not have spaces where I can possibly, you know, we're always going to find moments. You, we can't always be a hundred percent on clearing the trauma triggers from our lives, but the more that we can lessen the, the frequency of them, the better chance we have at working through them and understanding them and taking kind of care of them in a sense prior to being triggered. Um, You you know, I I think that had I done that a long time ago, I would be probably a lot further on my body journey than I am now because social media is, is a big thing in my life. Um, And I think like what triggered it to happen for you? Like, so to try to get like, to try to get whoever's listening, like if they're really kind of like, well, why or what, what made you not do it at the beginning and what made you finally do it? Because I felt like I had to see everything. Like I was, you know, it was a tool for me. First, it was an entrepreneurial tool. So I followed a lot of entrepreneurs and then I unfollowed them because they were talking about the hustle and the grind and and I'm not okay with that. But I think it was, I started, (laughs) it came from anger to be honest. No way. Yeah. (laughs) It came from the fact that I was following this person, right? You know me, friends. I do not devalue anyone where they're at on their journey, what their size is, what their ableism is, where they're at. I don't deny it, but I was getting too many and I'm sorry, I'm a white chick, but too many white skinny women telling me to accept my body and love who I am. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. You don't know how hard that is. And I got angry and I got pissed off. And I'm not saying that they don't have their own journey. Maybe they did. Maybe they're fighting through an eating disorder. I, I don't devalue their journey, but it didn't look like me. I was mad that somebody who doesn't look like me or doesn't have the same struggles as I do was telling me what to do with my body. Yeah. I got angry. And so I unfollowed all of them with love, with the idea of, you know what? I'm so glad that you're doing this. I'm so glad you're where you're at, but you're not my type of person. And I was like, and I went looking for me. I went looking for my type of people. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, friend. Yes. And I will tell you, my friends, and I will be very perfectly honest with you, I struggled in the beginning, not judging them as society judged them. You Mm -hmm. have women who are of all sizes, especially more overweight women, because that's kind of, you know, my category. And I looked at them and before I even was conscious of what I was doing, I had that reaction. That society has seeing an overweight woman wear a slinky dress or wear or 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 taking a sexy photo or whatever. And and 
because not because I was judging them, but because I've used that same concept, that same idea to judge myself. And when I knew, when I saw that and it triggered that thought in me, I was like, shit, that's (laughs) where I begin. That's where I start because, and then I followed more and more people of that because you can't normalize something you don't see in front of you, except for yourself. You can't normalize how you feel and you can't begin to find acceptance if all you're following are skinny people. And it's not to say that they're not on their journey. They are. But if you're a skinny person that's had eating disorders, you struggle with your weight. Those are your people. That's your tribe. And I, and I'm glad you have that, but I needed a tribe that looked like me so that I could see my own reaction to somebody looking like me and the judgments that came up so that I was aware of the judgments I had for myself that I needed, that's where I had to begin. What that amazing to think of being triggered by yourself versus being triggered by others. I'm like, whew, right now. And so like, I was like, okay, you know what? I am like, because, because, and I, and I remember the person too, because her thighs look like mine. Yeah. And I saw myself in that woman and she was beautiful. And I was like, yeah, but that, that sense of like, er, like that judgment that feel. And I'm like, girl, there's some work to be done here. A low shadow. And I'm like, like so, whoa. So I think, that the, and that was part of the catalyst to start this journey for me. Yeah. Because I, because I really was like, okay. You, you want to talk about ableism. You want to talk about chronic illness. You want to talk about, you know, people overweight and the idea of being big. It's not so much about po- body positivity as it is about body acceptance. Yeah. It's like I told my photographer, and we'll talk about this photo session, maybe if we have time or another episode. I said to her, I'm not looking to be positive about my body. I'm looking to have acceptance of my body at any shape or size and to have the idea of even if I'm this size or even if I've lost a lot of weight and I'm that size, you know, I want to be able to say, I love my body and I accept what my body is doing and I accept it's reacting to what I'm giving it, what I'm not able to do, or it's reacting to my illness. Like, I want to have that level of acceptance that I'm not blaming my body or shaming myself for looking the way that I do. It sounds very creation, like, right. Like, but the, like, this is what I've created and I want to be like in that versus all that ugly of like, this is, I created this body. I'm going to accept that I've created it and look at it and, and know that I love it because it was part of me. It is me. I created this. This was, this is a culmination of all my events. This is a culmination of all my feelings, my emotions, my, my life is right here. Yep. I love that. All of my experiences live inside my body Love that. and whether they're good, whether it's me abusing my body, whether it's abusing what my body can and can't do, um, but add a, add a physical chronic illness on top of it, 
now I can't do the things I've always done to make my body the way I want it to look, i.e. exercise. Like I can't exercise like I used to, but my body still has the same muscles and has the same need for certain, like I'm an endurance person. Like I can't just go and run 20 minutes on a treadmill and I'm good. I need to walk for an hour and a half. Like, yeah. and I can't, I can't do that. I, that yeah. doesn't happen in my life. So yeah. I have to find alternate ways. I have to listen, listen to what my body's trying to tell me, which is what I've been ignoring my entire life because I've rejected it as my parents. have. Yeah. And so when creating this social media that was comforting, that was supportive to me, I not only realized the triggers I had and some of the feelings that I didn't realize were still there, i.e. the self-disgust, I was like, oh, I, it was really a rude awakening. Yeah. So begin there, monitor your, and I love the idea of Vanessa, you said about having another social media. And I really think that that's, I, I I'm, I'm really feeling that that's where I need to go. I need to, I need to create another Instagram account, Facebook. I don't care. Um, yeah. but I need to create another Instagram account and I need it to be all about this. Yeah. I got, the, I got the idea from kids right like so kids have their real and then their instagram which is their fake instagram <laughs> and i found out about that concept but then i was like they're literally having two personas for a purpose and i was like it's actually kind of brilliant even though i know what you know like the fractioning off and i know what's happening is probably not positive but the idea behind it love it i love the idea of like this is separate for feeding this part of me and you can have infinite right you can have a Instagram that you follow only athletes on that's yeah. your athletes. There's no rules. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and so, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to explore that either that, or I'm going to revamp my one that I have into something completely different. Um, but I know like I, I love inspiration. <laughs> yes. And I love passing that inspiration on, you know, and like that, actually the moment that I'm thinking about this, even just this podcast episode, you know, like I feel like I'm almost feeling like I'm in an interview spot. I'm like, I have questions. Like, I like want to ask you stuff just because it's like, it, it, it's almost like when you were saying before that you were like these skinny white people or whatever, I'm like, I've never been in this position to the, so I have questions. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to ask you what it's like, you know, because that's, I'm curious. And if I can help, I will. If only, if all I'm just here to do for people is for them to tell me stuff so that I become educated, I'm fine with that being my, my role in people's lives because it's actually, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot from it too. But like this whole creation of like, you know, the overhaul of your entire life, we always think of it as being the food is the overhaul, but it's really like, what are you feeding your mind and your soul? That's the overhaul. What is your environment? What is your physical space around you feeding into? Yes. Yes. Um, 
so, and I love that you have questions. So if you do ask away, <laughs> because, because sometimes it may be a thought that I, I didn't really think, oh yeah, that's right. It, it inspires me to dig deep and to kind of be like, oh, I don't know. I don't I never, oh, you know, because I'm sure there are people that have questions, but when we're talking about social media, I just really feel that it's important to be mindful about what we're watching, what we're experiencing. The minute somebody, you know, like my, my brother answered a question, you know how they, you see on Facebook, your friends answer questions or like somebody posts something and it had to do with a, a large woman. And the way my brother answered it, I was like, are you fucking serious? I don't think he was meaning to be fat phobic, but the way it came across was very fat phobic. And I'm like, okay, thanks. I know not to share my journey with you. (laughs) That just shows you how deep those instincts go. Cause I'm sure it wasn't thought out. It was just answered the question. Right. It was answered in how he would normally ever would have answered it. So anyways, but I challenge you friends to find people that look like you. And I challenge you to monitor your response to them because that's where you'll find what your issue is, what your, what your core self-recrimination is because we project, right? This is blowing my mind, but it makes so much more sense. It's, it's, we think, we think like finding the people who aren't finished with the journey, how, how could they help? Right? Like, so that I initially, when you said that, I thought in my head, like, and I tried to kick it around of here of like, <laughs> like, how does it help? Yeah. I mean, it literally, this is what happens in my head because I just want to know everything all the time of saying, how do you move forward with other people who are, it's almost like we're in the lost pool, right? Like somebody's got to be the Marco Polo, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so who's the Marco Polo here, you know, but that's the Marco Polo is being able to find yourself and know what you need to work on. Then you find the way like, or the person or the information, but you can't find the right information if you don't know what you, what, what's really happening. And that's how you find out what's really happening is through other people like you. Yeah. It's it's almost like you're using them as a placeholder for looking at yourself because it's a mirror. Yes. And what your reaction is to that mirror is your reaction to yourself. And if you come up, I I will admit friends, I was disgusted. I am disgusted. I was disgusted by how I looked, how I reacted to those people that look like me. Like I was like, oh, and I was in comparison mode. I was in, oh, well, at least my arms don't look like that. Or at least I found those old, ugly narratives that lived inside of me that made me realize unless I worked on those narratives, I was not, I am, I'm not going to succeed at this journey. If Mm. I don't change the self, because you can all like, you spot it, you got it. It's the same thing. It's like, if you are looking at someone that looks like you and you're starting to, to pick them apart, like you pick yourself apart, even if you haven't in years. And even if you think you're in a good place, just look at someone that looks like you. That's all you have to do. And let the judgments just filter to the surface because they're there. 
And that's why we don't get any forward. And I'm not saying this, like we, in order to heal this, we get thin. That's not my point. My point is driving at acceptance. My point is driving towards that level of accepting what that is like. So I challenge everything that came up. I like having discussed for myself and I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I challenged it. I said, you're, you're disgusted by that thigh and how it looks, but yet that thigh carries you through life. Right. And that thigh was made. And I look at the emotional component of fat on the thighs, father issues, ding dong, like, you know, hello. (laughs) And so I'm like, so I'm like, okay, so that fat on your thighs, all of that stuff is because of, of the struggle you have with your dad. So let's begin there. Let's begin with the dad issues around your body. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's begin there. Let's, that's, that's kind of like, you you know, it's not like part one, but it's part one a, because usually in my life, I have 17 different pots going at the same time. Because I've touched on parts and I'm like, oh, that one too. I've written them down. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of part of it. But mm-hmm. there are some times you're in a space where you can handle different things at different levels. Like oh, sometimes sure. I don't want to deal with my dad's stuff. But there are some times I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I'm ready to let this go. Yeah. Um, but, and I also look at the thigh and I'm like, why does the size of that to me seem wrong? Mm-hmm. where is it that I got the notion or decided that a thigh of size was unattractive? Where did I get that notion? Mm-hmm. And usually I can't pinpoint where that came. It was an evolution over time of, you know, media, magazines, airbrush models, the idea of models, the idea of being thin, you know, my dad's proclivity to liking thin and thinner women, my mother complaining about her thunder thighs, you know, the word thunder thighs was the first thing. As soon as you said thighs, I was like, God damn. Yeah. So we've all heard it and it all sticks in our heads as a bad thing. Right. Instead of Thor, the God of thunder is amazing. And so are my thighs. If my thighs can create thunder, then fuck, I'm powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Hey, no, but it's, it's, that's, that's the process you go through. That's exactly the process you go through that you have to start to begin to diffuse all of those narratives and all of those things. Social media is a great way to challenge that judgment. And Mm -hmm. this, kind of turned this podcast went from being about creating an environment but also what the effects of this environment can do and what it's going to do and and how to work through this and how it's going to be a tool for you in order to find out where do you start where do you start on your body journey what do you do you know most people diet and exercise no not diet and exercise we're going to find out what we feel truly feel about ourselves and sometimes the only way to do that is to follow and to be exposed to people who are in their body acceptance movement in their space of trying to find love for themselves and how you react to that. I love this. And I think that like, yes, we sat down with the idea of like busting out a bunch of different things of, of like, Oh, what are you feeding yourself? But I love that the whole thing ended up being about social media. And I love, especially that it turned into make, make it work for you. 
right? Because we really tend to, you know, get negative about it because there's so much negative, but like, you know, like we understand it's not going anywhere. We're not likely to stop using it. So like anything else that we're not likely to stop using, how do we make it work for us? Right. right? Like, how do I turn this into something that can help me versus hurt me? And I love that, you know, and, and I think that having it be the entire time is fine. The rest of the, anything else that comes up with it comes to environment can be in another episode because it needed to be this in depth. I mean, my mind was blown truly of the, the just of that concept. I wrote down so many things that are going to help me help other people, you know, when they come to me for help to be, you know, tools that I can use to be able to say, Hey, you know, let's watch this together and tell me what your instincts were. Yeah. Well, and exactly. And I think that, you know, this is a very important part because who wants to be confronted by how they feel about themselves? And that's, to me, that was the only way I was going to do it is by seeing a person that looks like me and listening to the judgments that I held. And, but also part of it, in in recreating that narrative is like I said, we're going to challenge everything that shows up. We're going to take them apart, find out kind of where we first started feeling and learning about them and why it's become a thing. Yeah. And then we're going to do whatever we can to rewrite them, whether it's mantra work, whether it's stopping your judgment mid sentence and saying, Oh no, friend, that doesn't belong here. This is why having a pact with your heart and your mind last episode is so fucking vital. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to work with your brain in order to get it to rewrite these narratives. That's why that step in this process is essential. It's, it's, you can't, it's so hard to do it without having that, that mm-hmm. you spend far more time in the next steps doing that if you haven't done it prior. Right whatever your path is, is your path. And it's the right way. So don't get discouraged. If you're having a hard time connecting to your brain, just know that over time, you will be able to do that because you're trying, you're challenging it. You're saying, dude, but, but to, to feel in the pit of my stomach, the things that I felt about myself was uncomfortable. And you can't step into the idea of wanting to make change until you're uncomfortable. Yeah. You, you, when, when it comes to our bodies, like I've rejected my body is like, I have faceted it off from myself. It is just a thing I live in and I have rejected it from like my, from like, I don't know, early teens on, like it is something that has been the bane of my existence. I've been teased about it, been ridiculed about it. I, you know, I go shopping and I can't find clothes to fit it. I have rejected it in all ways that I could. Mm-hmm. And now, and when I, when I was confronted with a lot of how I felt about it, I realized like, I am never going to find freedom when it comes to my body and how I feel about it until I work through how I really think and not, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with that, but you really have to sit with, with what you're really talking about yourself because, and this goes back to when I said, you can't diet and exercise your way out of a bad mind. If you're still feeling 
like you are disgusting. You're never going to diet and exercise enough to the point where you feel less disgusting. And you have to totally understand that's why it's so important that if you decide that that's what you want to do, you want to diet and exercise, I encourage you to do some of this work Mm -hmm. because you can't sustain that on hatred. Mm -hmm. True. That's because when you, you, you're never going to find acceptance through hatred. Right. And you're going to put yourself in a, in a, on a leash forever. <laughs> and that sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. You know, I mean, I think that a lot of like, so say like a mom, we can relate to the fact that our bodies changed over the time of you know, from what it looked like before, what it looked like during pregnancy and what it looks like after and how it has changed and being able to, you know, kind of connect to what happened and how it happened. And, you know, just kind of, how do I feel about that? But knowing that my body change is fine, right? Like when you're pregnant, you don't, Well, some people do, but like a lot of people are able to step into that space of, well, I'm growing a human. So I I don't want, none of this matters right now, you know, and that's such a beautiful space to be in. It's almost like, that's the ideal of like, if my thighs get a little bit bigger, that's okay. You know, if I feel like I'm being unhealthy and that's how my thighs got a little bit bigger, I'll just examine it. And that's it. And we're done with the whole thing. There's not the disgust. There's not the hatred. There's not all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, just it's kind of like what I'm hearing, you know, of like, why are we thinking of that as a disgusting thing versus of this is my body? How does it work? Is it working? If it is not working, I I can do something to make it work. That's all it needs to do. (laughs) Right? Like bringing it into basics and not Oh man, like, I'm sorry, my mind is seriously blown. I mean, even just that, just going into that space for myself of the different stages of my body and being like, I wonder what that's like to be in torture about that. Yeah. You know, and just really being in that space of like, damn, like. When, you know, as women, a lot of us have been taught that our worth is wrapped up in our bodies and that those of us who are overweight are not worthy. It has been taught since we were kids. I mean, think about gym class. I hated gym. I hated it because I was not an athletic person. I was not a person that was going to go do and jump and twirl and, you know, and do all the things, especially when we had gymnastics. It was like, oh God, Uh, climbing the rope. Climbing the rope. (laughs) I I hated the damn rope too. The rope is the dumbest thing. So I, you know, and so I felt so shamed around my body because I couldn't do the things that all the other girls could do. I was always the fat chick in class and that created a lot of stigma. And, you know, it, I adopted a lot of what the people around me felt about me because of the teasing, the bullying, you know, my mom on the constant diet roll, you look so pretty if you, whatever, my, you know, the fights that she would have with my grandmother about the whole thing and, you know, and just this constant, like, yes, sorry, she's putting her own two cents in. 
but you know, just that constant barrage of just it being, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. That so we should always be looking for what's wrong with it. And, and that focus of, you know, and, and everybody kind of affirming my bullies and, and validating what they were saying. And, and rather than having a contradictory statement of support, you know, your parents or your family is always no honey. That's just, they're just, they're wounded or there's something wrong with them. And, you know, it's not you, it's, it's, you're, you're beautiful as you are, you know, creating that level of, of, of contradiction to what I was experiencing, but in the end, it just ended up validating everything. And that's, that's a hard thing to kind of come from, but at the same time, you know, I, you know, we talk about the psychology of doing what we're doing, but there's a lot of work on the angelic realm that we can do to help our body journeys. And this is something that, you know, I, I have done so much work with my angels around it. I have asked to have acceptance. I've asked for their guidance and helping me know how to, how do I, I don't, I don't want to so much change it to positivity, but how do I neutralize my narratives? How do I neutralize my disgust about myself? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is a process of just meditation and then bringing in healing and then, then bringing in a kind of a softness, an idea of connecting me to that physical part of my body and what I'm asking it to do day to day, what it's being done, maybe the trauma that it suffered. I mean, I've had both hips replaced. So my thighs, you know, now I have scars to add to my thunder thighs, you know, it's like, but at the same time, it helped bring in a softness in my heart to help me cope with the harshness of the things that I was saying and feeling about myself. Mm-hmm. Now the universe will test you, my friends. This is something I want to share. And I think I shared this in one of our first three episodes. I think it was the body mind episode, but I went to a restaurant one day by myself as a kind of a celebratory, like I, something was happening and I was just like, I'm going to take myself out to eat. Yeah. I got to the restaurant I ate my food. I went up to go to the bathroom. And when I shifted the chair, the leg broke and I fell on the ground and the whole room full of diners stared at me. Not one motherfucking person, except for, except for, I should say, except for one got up to make sure I was okay. And to help me get off the floor. Mm -hmm. They all just looked at me. I could feel the judgment roll off of everybody like, because I'm a fat girl, broke the chair. It's like the quintessential movie moment that every, to get a laugh, to get, to get someone to, you know, and that's, you know, and that's, that's another part of like creating that safe environment. Be careful the fucking movies you watch. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, we can do a whole freaking other episode on Hollywood movies, all of that. And I think we should, right? Because those are our idols and those are the things that we feed our mind with more than we understand. Yep. And so you're sitting there and you're on the floor. Thankfully, this one kind gentleman said, oh my gosh, are you okay? How can I help you get up? I'm like, I'm like, please just give me a chair. I'll get up on my own. And they were very kind but if you're a person who rejects their physical being, 
and has just become the movie example of where it's the it's the laugh track trying to get out of that restaurant as fast as i could and them not them, and they and the restaurant didn't do fuck all either they didn't even offer like something free they just they were just they just wanted me out because they didn't want me to sue them and i should have anyways i know i was i'm over here like I didn't remember this part of the story because to me, it's like this shoddy chair. <laughs> like why you got shitty things here that people are sitting on, right? Like doesn't matter because here's the thing. Like, as I'm listening to your story, I'm saying again, like, this is how my brain goes. What would I do if that were me? I think most of us would go to the weight thing. Even when that's not like a real problem for us, it's so ingrained in your head that if you break a chair, it's because you're fat, (laughs) right? That I think that would put almost anyone in that space. There's probably a few people like if you're, I feel like if you're self-secure, your first thing would be this chair sucks, right? Like there's something wrong with this chair and getting mad. But a lot of us would go to the like, holy shit, I am, yeah, shame. Absolutely. I'm so embarrassed. Everybody saw I'm a fat ass. Yes. And, wow. and the yeah. shame. That's and, what went through my head is like, dude, whoa, like this is really in everybody's head. And one way or another. So and going home, I, you know, my normal MO self-flagellation the whole way. Like you fucking fat bitch. Like, I can't believe that you you, you know, oh my gosh, why did you even think that you could go do that? Like it, I would have torn myself. I would have destroyed myself for that happening. How could you let that happen? Oh my God, you don't go to restaurants. You know, this is why you need to stay in your home because you don't fit in this world. Like all of that. And I'm sorry if any of you were triggered by that because I'm triggered by it right now. Um, but, but the reason why I'm telling you this story is because when we can begin to work with our mind, to work with how we feel and soften some of those narratives, we have a chance at moments like those and not falling victim to that self-flagellation because thankfully in my journey, I had done that work, that brain work. And my brain was really trying hard. And all I kept doing was just saying, I know, I know it's hard. This, that was the worst thing ever. And it sucked, but you're not unworthy. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your value. And I kept that narrative of trying to stave off that, that negative self reclamation, that self, like, Mm -hmm. what's the word? That self-flagellation that I had to really work very hard, but it's the first time I've ever been able to do that without that part of my brain just really wanting to keep me safe and so that it's going to go after me. And yeah, and I I asked all the angels to come in because I'm like, I need a lot of fucking compassion for myself right now and I don't know how to access it. I'm just trying to keep my brain under control or under wraps so that it doesn't start its narrative. And my brain was okay with that. It was okay with that because it knew that it was, it was hurt. It was mortified. It was embarrassed and it didn't know what to do, but because 
I had created a pact between my heart and my mind. I was able to diffuse its feeling. And yeah, we we just went to bed that night. Like we didn't even like, you know, forget it. We just went to bed, which was the safest thing for me. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, I, you know, I called in all my angel helpers and all my stuff, you know, all my guides and all the angelic stuff. But I also, you know, really worked hard at not doing that. That's why it's so important that we do that mind work that we connect to our angelic team, that we, we have access to our guides because the both of them saved that situation from creating more emotional trauma that -hmm. could have created trauma. That is another level that I had to heal, but because I was able to work through it with the work I've done with my brain and with the work that I've done with my angels, all of that came into play to prevent that from happening. And not only that, but like the strength of that whole story that you just told on your entire journey. It's like when I tell people who, who have who have panic attacks, right? Like we're not going to know what works until the panic attack comes. We can, we're just building an arsenal. But when you're in that moment, that's when we're going to know wh- how far we've come. We can't replicate that moment. That moment's going to come when it comes. And we got to trust that when it comes, the universe is doing it for a reason, you know, that, that it's, we're either finding more work to do, or we're showing how much work we've done, but we can't learn otherwise how far we've come or not come, you know? And like hearing that I'm like, the universe tests us, but really gives us that opportunity more than anything to show where we're at truly where we're at you know not because we can think we're someplace right like I just said like somebody who maybe isn't overweight could end up in that place and that's what you learn in that moment of like whoa where did I get that narrative about myself you know but you're not going to learn it any other way that's the moment that teaches you you can't find it in a moment that's not like that And so being able to like do that and like after getting through it and being able to be like the first time means I'm doing real work. I'm really doing it this time. It validated a lot of the work and it validated the fact that I was on the right path, I think. Love that. And it's not to say that all of you need that validation, but sometimes we have to look at those situations as Mm -hmm. a way to kind of, to monitor where we're at. I mean, we can think we're doing great, but until we're faced with real life situation <laughs> that trips our trigger. Yeah. That's where showtime. <laughs> but also that's where you can recognize too is what your true desires are. Yeah. And in that yeah. moment, my true desire was not to hate myself. Yeah. And that's a big part of the process is that when you can shift your internal desire to hate yourself to that point of not wanting to that's when you know you started the path that's when you know you're committed to the journey if that makes sense absolutely that's that's when you know where you signed on the dotted line and you're like I'm invested now because I'm tired of hating myself and I want to be better to myself and when the going gets tough I'm not turning around right and knowing that you have your own back in that situation in the sense of saying I did commit to this and I am here and I'm going to do everything I can 
to react differently in every situation that would have created more of what I used to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm looking for the light, man. Right. Like I'm, I'm craving the light Yeah, and I'm going, I'm doing it. I'm walking. I know I'll stumble. I know I'll trip, but I'm going this time. I don't, darkness is no longer comfortable. Hate, you know, equals darkness in this, in this case, like hating my body is no longer comfortable. I don't like it because I've gone so, I mean, you've gone, you've come so far in everything else that it's like, you know, when we talk about that in therapy, like when you level up the things that aren't good for you really become the other side of the magnet. Like you want them away from you so badly. Like they're so not welcome (laughs) that you become desperate and you become ready to do, to do it. And yeah. And you do it this way, right. When you get to that point of like, no, I understand it is more than just changing the shape of this. I have to change the inside of this or the shape is never going to matter. Yep. Nope. It's not because I've been thin. I've been thin and it never changed. The, the idea of what I felt about myself never shifted, never shifted. I've done the fat skinny thing. I've done every size and none of it's ever shifted. And I encourage you and friends, I know sometimes it's hard because we're afraid of what other people say about us or feel about us. But the more that you commit to it, the more that you step into that compassion and finding a little bit of softness for yourself, the more that that's going to be reflected in the people around you. Because, you know, I, there's always going to be judgment from somebody, but I find that it it was less and less when I stopped judging myself less and less, when I Mm -hmm. started discovering where I was at and to begin the process of neutralizing it. Mm -hmm. And it, it led to feeling that less outside of me. I wasn't projecting that thought anymore. I wasn't projecting that belief out into the world to have it reflected back to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is purpose in all of it. And, you know, I think if we start with social media and, and, and pairing it and, and creating a safer place in social media, whatever way you feel is calling you, then do it, do mm-hmm. it because it's going to be important to your, to your growth, to your process it's, it's important to have that mirror reflected to you and to understand what your deep rooted thoughts and feelings are about yourself. That's how you begin. That's how you know where you need to begin. Um, I hope today helped enlighten some of you and helped you understood that, yeah, this is, this is the next step that I have to do part of my journey because I'm committed to it. I hope that many of you have that feeling and, we are here to support you. And even though, you know, those of us who are amidst our own journey, whether you find them on Instagram, whether you follow us, just know that we all have things that when we share could help. And we're all here for you. And we're all here to just ride the journey with you, regardless of where you're at and where we're at. We're always going to be on a similar journey. And for me, it's especially with women with, with some sort of like, chronic illness you know and that's you know that's big for me but just you know to find love for your thighs <laughs> the big thing for your Thor thunder thighs <laughs> it's like you know I, I think of you know I just yeah 
it's yeah. it's there yeah. it's it'll come yeah. but take all this, this is an amazing this. episode yeah. <laughs> like I'm like I learned a lot of things like just that it's good to have it's good for everybody to have because it's process too you know it's more than just topic it's process And I think that, you know, that's the goal in everything that we try to teach is that, you know, don't take only the specific examples, take the process with you because it's going to serve you in all the ways, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I love you guys. I love you guys for spending this time with us. I don't know how long we've been on, whether it's half hour, 45 minutes, like the last one we try, but it's about 45. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, but it was an important topic and I appreciate you guys sharing space with me and sharing my part of my journey. Told you there was going to be tears coming eventually. Here they are, but (laughs) that just goes to show my, my authentic feelings around everything that's happening. And yeah, this is real. This isn't a ploy for, you know, for real attention. This is real. We really just want to share and really want to heal. Yeah. And if you need suggestions on who to follow for social media, hit me up, um, ask me, say, Hey, who are you following? Um, but include in your social media, the people that look like you yeah, that have similar things as you, because that's where you're going to find the most empowerment. That's where you're going to find your tribe in a sense of, you know, but also make sure their message is true to your heart yes. and, and make sure that you get enough of the, the people that are affirming your decision, like whether you're anti-diet, you know, whatever it is, make sure you have enough of those people too, because that's just as important. So I love you. I am here with you every step of your journey with your body. And if you need anything, you reach out to us. We're here for you. And thank you for sharing my journey. Yes. We'll and talk thank to you, you for being so brave and open as always. This is an amazing, amazing thing and brave thing. Yeah. Thank you. Love y'all. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.